0: What's happening everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, and welcome to part three of episode zero of my weekly NFL football pick show for the 2016-2017 NFL season. All of our housekeeping we're going to do at the end of the episode. I know what you're here for. You're here for fantasy football rankings, and that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to do our business at the end of the show. Let's get right into it. We're going to dive right in to the updated top 50 fantasy football big board and draft strategy. Now, there have been some changes in the top 50 from when we last spoke about some fantasy football two weeks ago. Here we go one area where there has been no change whatsoever is in our top four. When we last spoke two weeks ago, the top four was Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., Todd Gurley, and Julio Jones. There has been no change there whatsoever. AB is first, Odell second, Gurley third, Julio Jones fourth. Now, There is a bit of debate there between Todd Gurley and Julio Jones. They were very, very close in their overall average. Uh, All four of those players went as high as number one overall. Uh, They've been as low as... Uh, Number eight for Todd Gurley, Julio Jones has not gone any lower than seventh. Odell, sixth, and Antonio has not gone lower than third overall in any piece of research that I've looked at, whether that is rankings, mock drafts, what have you. So it stays A, B, Beckham, Gurley and jones we have had a little bit of a flop just inside the top five last time we spoke it was david johnson running back out of arizona and adrian peterson that was five six those two have swapped adrian peterson has bumped up to number five overall on my big board david johnson dropping down to sixth now both of those players have gone first overall in at least one piece of research that i've done Adrian Peterson has fallen as low as 15th and David Johnson has fallen as low as 12th. So a little bit maybe of a higher floor for David Johnson. But in terms of the ceiling, these are both players who could potentially be the top fantasy football player of 2016, 2017. I just like Adrian Peterson a little bit more based on that consistency Again, I, I was I was too hard on David Johnson when we spoke two weeks ago about fantasy football. I was just simply too hard on the guy. Uh, I, I said that he was in an offense that is pass-heavy and everything like that, but he is one of the elite pass-catching running backs in football, so having a pass-heavy offense really doesn't affect him in the way that I mentioned when we talked about this two weeks ago. That was my mistake. I'll eat that one. That was erroneous of me to say, but... I still like Adrian Peterson just a little bit higher than David Johnson based on the consistency that he has shown throughout his entire career. Now, number seven and number eight, they have also swapped from two weeks ago. Last time it was Ezekiel Elliott, number seven, and DeAndre Hopkins, number eight. They have swapped. I now have DeAndre at number seven and Ezekiel Elliott at number eight. Ezekiel Elliott, this has not changed from two weeks ago. I still would not draft Ezekiel Elliott in the first round of my draft. Reason being, and I think I might have even said this two weeks ago, but I'll say it here again. The Dallas Cowboys roster at running back currently includes Ezekiel Elliott, Alfred Morris, Lance Dunbar, and Darren McFadden. You don't roster that many high-caliber running backs if you really, truly believe in Ezekiel Elliott. You just don't do it, even though it is the preseason and it's training camp. And obviously, you want guys with that veteran presence who can really push the young guy. You don't roster that many. To me, that tells me that there is maybe some question marks in Dallas' mind about Ezekiel Elliott's ability to be that bell cow three down running back. And if he can't be that bell cow three down running back, you should not be drafting him in the first round, maybe even the second. I've seen Ezekiel Elliott go as low as number 16. He hasn't gone any higher than number five. So in terms of the players you can take here in the first round, if you want to target running backs, I'm not going to tell you not to draft Ezekiel Elliott. I'm just telling you I'm not targeting him in the first round of any of my drafts. If he falls to me as a value pick in round two, I'd probably pull the trigger, but round one, not worth it. Number nine on the big board, Rob Gronkowski, obviously the elite tight end in all of football. If you want to spend the first round pick on him, I can't tell you that it's a bad move. I've seen him go as high as number five. He's fallen as low as 15, so it is possible if you're in that like five six seven spot or something like that in your draft in a 10 team league of course it's possible that Gronk is gonna be there next time around so if you want to try to let him slide that's a possibility as well I've got him at number nine I take him comfortably in the first round if I'm in position to and the other players that I want are gone if you want to take him in the first round can't tell you you're wrong Now we come to the first player on the big board that has actually made a movement, uh, a significant movement, more than a spot or even two. We've got A.J. Green, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. Last time we spoke, he was number 13 on my board. He has moved up all the way inside the top 10 at number 10. I saw A.J. Green go number one overall in a mock draft earlier. Now, I'm not going to tell you to take A.J. Green number one overall. I think that's a mistake. But... He has gone number one. I haven't seen him go any lower than 16, but based on average draft position, I have him now creeping up into the top 10. He jumps over uh, Des Bryant at his own position. So I've got A.J. Green at number 10. I think he's going to put up big numbers this season. You may even want to creep Andy Dalton up your draft board a little bit. I think A.J. Green's going to be phenomenal this year. I've got him at number 10. Number 11 is the aforementioned Des Bryant. He was also number 11 two weeks ago. I've seen him go as high as number five in certain drafts, but he's been as low as number 18. But I've got Des Bryant. At number 11 just outside the top 10 so for people picking at the tail end of a 10 team league in your draft you can probably grab des bryant even possibly as your wide receiver too and imagine what a combo you would have there with say deandre hopkins or aj green and pairing them up with des bryant you're in for a lot of success this year des bryant number 11 Number 12, also not moving, Lamar Miller running back in Houston. I think he is set up for a monster year this year. Now that he's gotten away from Miami, he's in a really good system for running backs. He's in a really good position to have a monster year. I've got Lamar Miller sticking at number 12. I've seen him go as high as 8, so he's possibly going to go inside the top 10, but he's also slid as low as 17. I've got him very comfortably at number 12 going early in the second round. And just remember here, folks, one more time, when I say things like going early in the second round, or or middle third, or whatever, when I refer to rounds, I'm referring to 10-team leagues. A lot of people play 12s, 14s, higher, obviously you're going to have to adjust those projections when I say a third rounder in a 10-team league is, you know, obviously a, you know almost a second rounder in a 14-team or 16-team league, so... I'm using a 10-team league as my basis for saying, oh, second round, third round, whatever. Now that that's out of the way, let's get back to the list. Now we run into our first player who has slid down my draft board in a significant way and the first entry on the Bridgewater's Finest first-ever official do-not-draft list, and that is Le'Veon Bell. He was number nine two weeks ago. I've got him slotted down at number 13. I'm going to say... Do not draft Le'Veon Bell, but there is an asterisk on this, obviously, because that would immediately have people turning off this video when I say don't draft Le'Veon Bell. I'm going to say don't draft Le'Veon Bell if Le'Veon Bell is going to be your RB1. Do not let Le'Veon Bell be the first running back that you draft. The reason that I slot him in at number 13 is I love this Le'Veon Bell pick at the beginning of the second round if you've taken a running back in round one. So let's say you're at the eighth overall pick. And let's say for spits and giggles, uh, David Johnson has fallen to you at number eight. If you've taken David Johnson at number eight, and you want to turn around and take Le'Veon Bell at, I guess that would be uh, 13, I think that's a great idea because he's your second round back back now. You can stash him on your bench as he is going to miss the first three games of the season. I think that's a great move. So if you're late in the first round of your 10-team league and you want to grab Le'Veon Bell just after the turn if he's still there, that I think is an excellent idea because once he comes back, Look, I'm not going to tell you he's not going to be great. Because once he comes back, he's going to be great. But I just don't like him as the first running back. Like, if you grab DeAndre Hopkins in the first round, don't draft Le'Veon Bell. Don't draft him as your first running back. Because then, you're not going to be able to take who's going to be your RB1 for the first three weeks of the season until the third round. And it's going to be late in the third round. So you're looking at, like... 38, 37, 38, 39, at that point you're looking at maybe Latavius Murray as being your RB1. No disrespect to Latavius Murray, but he shouldn't be your RB1. So I love Le'Veon Bell as a second round pick early in the second round if you've taken a running back first off. If you haven't, do not draft Le'Veon Bell. Let him fall to another manager. I've got Le'Veon Bell at number 13. Unmoving from two weeks ago at both 14 and 15 is Allen Robinson out of Jacksonville at wide receiver and Devonta Freeman at running back out of Atlanta. They are 14 and 15. Allen Robinson I think is going to be the key to a Jacksonville offense that I think is going to be very good this season and is going to take some teams by surprise. Devonta Freeman hoping to you know obviously duplicate what he did last season sorry very quickly just going back to Le'Veon Bell for a second I've seen him go as high as number nine but he's also gone as low as number 18 Lamar Miller I may not have mentioned it he's gone as high as number eight as low as 17 back to our regularly scheduled program Allen Robinson, I have seen him go in the top 10 at number 10 exactly, so if you want to grab him, if you're really high on Allen Robinson at the end of the first round, the very end of the first round, I can't tell you it's foolish, because I think he's going to have a really good season, he has gone as low as 19, so you can let him comfortably slide into the second round, even late in the second round, I've got him at 14, Devonta Freeman, I've seen him go in the top 10 as well, he's gone as high as number eight but he has slid as low as number 33 and that's there. there's a lot of question marks around here about like look last season Devonta Freeman had a great season he helped me out a lot in the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Fantasy Football League he was one of the guys I grabbed fairly late in the draft I believe and and obviously paid off huge for me but Whether or not he can duplicate what he did last season is going to be the big question mark here, and clearly, based on that, I mean, again, going as low as 33 for a player that I've got in the top 15, most of the time he's going high, but every now and then, he is sliding. So if he's there for you at 15, you can grab him. If not, you can also let him slide, and he may still be there for you in the next round. But I've got Devonta Freeman at number 15. Number 16, we come to our next player that is moving up the board. That is Brandon Marshall, wide receiver for the Jets. Two weeks ago, he was number 20 on my board. He is now number 16. I have seen Brandon Marshall go inside the top 10 at number 10, just like Allen Robinson, but I have seen him go as low as 25. So if those two players are available for you, you might want to grab Allen Robinson because I think Robinson has a higher floor, but Brandon Marshall... He's moving up the board up to 16. He is going to be the cog in that Jets passing game, however good that's going to end up being this year. Little Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's perfectly fine. But I got Brandon Marshall at number 16. Jordy Nelson and Jamal Charles sit at number 17 and number 18. They each move up one spot from two weeks ago. Both of them, and the reason that I'm kind of doing them together, I've seen both of them go as high as number 9 overall, so both have gone inside the top 10. Nelson I've seen slide as low as 23, and Jamal Charles I've seen actually slide as low as 29. So there is some risk there, obviously, with Jamal Charles. With his age with the injury concern and same deal with jordy nelson there's an injury concern there the the packers are of course saying that he's 100 percent and ready to go and going to dominate this year and maybe that's true but he is also coming off of an injury so i think it's important to kind of temper expectations there that's why i've got jordy nelson and jamal charles at 17 and 18 take them comfortably in the back end of your second round Or potentially let them slide to the early third now we come to a pair of players who have moved down three spots each on the big board from two weeks ago at number 19 we've got Doug Martin running back out of Tampa Bay and at number 20 we have Mark Ingram running back out of New Orleans now between the two of them I would much rather you take Mark Ingram. I honestly think Ingram is in for a major season here, especially with the, how good their quarterback is, obviously. And the quarterback is great at finding scat-back running backs, and Mark Ingram is quite good at that. So is Doug Martin. I've seen Doug Martin go as high as number 11, so just outside the top 10. I've only seen Ingram go as high as 13. I've seen Martin slide as low as 32, but I've seen Ingram slide as low as 28. So honestly, Martin's probably the safer pick there. If you're picking at the back end of the second round and Martin is still there, you may want to grab him. There's another running back coming up that I would rather you take in this position, but I've got Ingram at 20. I've got Doug Martin at 19. You can't go wrong with either of those players. They're going to both have quite good seasons, I believe. And now we come to a big pack of players who have not really moved. They might have moved a spot, maybe two, uh, in the last two weeks. 21, 22, and 23 have all stayed the same. 21 wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey out of Chicago. I think he's not worth drafting here. I would let him slide. I've seen him go as low as 31, so possibly the beginning of the next round. I would let him slide for sure. But I've got him at 21 based on where he's going in drafts and rankings. We got Mike Evans at number 22, wide receiver out of Tampa Bay. I think he's going to be a huge part of their offense. I think he's going to have a great season. I've seen him go as high as 18 but as low as 33. I've got him at 22. And then number 23, Eddie Lacy running back out of green bay he's gone as high as number 11 so almost inside the top 10 but i've also seen him go as low as 40 so eddie lacy there might be some question marks there as there seem to be every year with eddie lacy and the green bay run game the pass game obviously there's no problems there at all but eddie lacy i've got at number 23 Now we come to a pack of players who have each slid up one spot from two weeks ago. We're going to start with Brandon Cooks, wide receiver out of New Orleans, going to be a huge part of that offense. He's basically the de facto wide receiver one now for Drew Brees, who is a phenomenal quarterback still and will be for a couple more years, I believe. I had him at 25 two weeks ago. I've got him at 24 now. He has gone as high as 17, so you do need to keep that in mind. But I've also seen him slide into the early fifth round, so it is possible that he could slide lower than some of the players that we have just talked about. I've got Brandon Cooks at 24. 25, we got LaShawn McCoy. I had him at 26 two weeks ago. And LaShawn McCoy is the guy who I might actually think about taking over both Mark Ingram and And Doug Martin, and probably even Jamal Charles. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, I think, is in for a monster, monster year in Buffalo he's got the system there I think they've got the offensive line to do quite a bit I think they've got the talented quarterback that's going to open up running lanes for LaShawn McCoy I think Tyrod Taylor is a sneaky sneaky fantasy pick this year keep him in mind as your backup quarterback your QB2 could start putting up QB1 numbers but I like LaShawn McCoy I got him at 25 moving up one spot from two weeks ago he's gone as high as 18 he has slid as low as 37 but that is still higher than those two players right ahead of him Eddie Lacy and Brandon Cooks it's also higher one spot higher than as low as I've seen Mark Ingram go so I would like LaShawn McCoy over some of those other running backs we just talked about We also have Amari Cooper, 26 on my list right now, was 27 two weeks ago. I have seen him go as high as 21, so right at the beginning of the third round, he has those slid as low as 38. I've got Amari Cooper solidly middle of the pack in the third round here, a good option as a wide receiver two, a great option as a wide receiver three if you want to go that far with it, Amari Cooper at number 26. He has slid as low as 38, as I mentioned. I've also got Sammy Watkins, who has moved up one spot from two weeks ago. He was 28. He's now 27. I've seen him go number 19. So like right at the tail end of the second round, he has gone that high. But he has slid as low as 36. Out of those last couple of wide receivers, I think Watkins has the highest floor. So if you're looking for the safest pick out of guys like Watkins, Cooper, Cooks, maybe even Mike Evans and Alshon Jeffrey, you might want to look at Sammy Watkins. Now it's time to get to a little bit of silliness. Uh, number 28 on my list is Cam Newton. He was thirty two weeks ago. I saw Cam Newton go first overall. Not in a mock draft, in a draft draft. And that, to me, is just silly. And I'm not talking about my league, where the scoring is so quarterback heavy and we start two every week. It wasn't even that league. It was another league, a league that is not that way. Basically, standard scoring. How you could take Cam Newton number one overall in a standard scoring league is completely... Be- or how you could take any quarterback number one overall in a standard scoring league is unbelievable. Antonio Brown's going to outscore most of them. So it, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. But I did see Cam Newton goes high as first overall. So maybe there's a, some not some uncertainty but there is a lot of uh, question marks about where cam newton could possibly go in your draft i have seen him slide as low as 37 so the tail end of the fourth round but i've got him at number 28 if you take him at the tail end of the third you're going to be set up all season at the quarterback position our next player sliding down the draft board is keenan allen wide receiver out of san diego he was 24th on my list two weeks ago he has now slid all the way down to number 29 so he's dropped five spots in two weeks i have seen him go as high as number 17 i believe that may have been a ppr mock which is why he went so high but i've seen him drop down as low as 40 so like right at the tail end of the fourth round I like him around earlier, I'm trying to grab him at the tail end of the third, Keenan Allen I've got at number 29, and I would absolutely take Keenan Allen above the next player, I'm going to say number 30, Demarius Thomas, wide receiver out of Denver, and the only reason for that is Keenan Allen's quarterback situation is secure. He knows his quarterback very well, Phillip Rivers. He knows what he's going to get out of his quarterback. He's got a very talented quarterback back there. Denver still doesn't know what they're going to do at quarterback, and I understand why, but even it doesn't matter really who they go with, whether they go with Sanchez or... do you pronounce it semians i don't i don't i honestly don't know how to pronounce that guy's name but who no matter who they go with they're not as talented as philip rivers so that's why i'm going to tell you to take keenan allen above demarius thomas demarius thomas moving up one spot though on the draft board was 31 two weeks ago i've seen demarius thomas go as high as 21 but here's the risk and here's the first player that we've seen dip lower than number 45 and that's like out of those last five spots inside of a top 50 so that's worth keeping an eye on there Demarius Thomas he slid as low as 48 but I've got him right at the end of the third round at number 30 moving up one spot on the board as well is Demarius Thomas's teammate CJ Anderson at running back he was 32 two weeks ago he is now 31 on the board I've seen him go as high as 25 so mid third round and that would be a really good place to take him Uh, But I have seen him, like Demarius Thomas, slide as low as 48. So you're getting into that danger zone of sliding outside of the top 50. But I've got C.J. Anderson at number 31. Number 32, we've got another player moving up the board. It is Thomas Rawls running back for Seattle. He was uh, 36 on my board two weeks ago. He is now up to number 32, moving up four spots. I've seen Rawls go inside the top 20. I'm very uncomfortable with that because we have such a small sample size of what Thomas Rawls is capable of doing. Now look, that sample size was excellent, don't get me wrong. But he's also got fairly talented running backs behind him that are going to be pushing for carries. You're looking at CJ Proceas as well as Christine Michael. Look, I don't think Christine Michael is going to get a lot of carries, maybe two to three a game. And I don't think CJ Proceas is going to get a ton of carries either. He might get five or six. But in total, that could be eight to ten carries per game that Thomas Rawls is not getting. So I'm just, I just, even though I've got him at 32 and even though he's been moving up my board, I'm a little uncomfortable with that. I would take CJ Anderson over Thomas Rawls in a heartbeat. And actually the next running back we're going to talk about, I would probably take over Thomas Rawls as well. But first, number 33 moving down the draft board is Aaron Rodgers. I had him at 29 two weeks ago. He has slid four spots down to 33. Now, I have seen Rodgers go inside the top 10. He's actually the last player I think that we're going to talk about, yes, who has gone inside the top 10. He went at number eight in one mock draft but i have seen him slide as low as 44 still comfortably in the top 50 i've got Rodgers at 33 obviously if you can grab aaron Rodgers middle of the fourth round as your qb1 i would say it's worth it although you really can wait on some of these quarterbacks here because there's actually a bunch of them a bunch of really talented ones just outside the top 50 so at the beginning of round six T.Y. Hilton is number 34 on the board. He was 34 last uh, two weeks ago as well, as well as Carlos Hyde, who was the running back that I had mentioned just a minute ago. He was 35 two weeks ago. He is still at 35. T.Y. I've seen go as high as number 25. Hyde I've seen go as high as 26. The difference between the two is T.Y. Hilton has not gone lower than number 45 in any draft. I've seen Carlos Hyde right on that bubble at 50 so there's your question mark there but I would honestly I would probably rather take Carlos Hyde than I would Thomas Rawls Thomas Rawls has dipped as low as 59 he's gone outside of the top 50 and that's happened more than once so I would rather take what I think is going to be a higher floor in Carlos Hyde Moving up one spot on the board, we got Jordan Reed at number 36, tight end for the Washington Redskins. He was 37 two weeks ago. I have seen him go as high as 26, but he begins a streak here of players who have gone as low as outside the top 50. I've seen him go as low as 53, but I've got Jordan Reed at 36. Sliding down the draft board again, we got running back Matt Forte from the New York Jets. He was 33 two weeks ago. He is now 37 on the board. I have seen him go as high as 21, and actually the next guy on the list has gone as high as 21 as well. But I, but Forte has fallen as low as 58, so just barely inside the tail end of round six. So I got Forte at 37. 37. It's still a little high for me. I would be more comfortable with him somewhere in the 40s. But if you want to grab Forte as an RB2, you could do worse. So I got him at 37. Number 38, moving up the board, moving up one spot from two weeks ago is Kelvin Benjamin, wide receiver, for the carolina panthers and uh cam newton's number one target that he is now going to get back this season which is great news for the panthers moving up one spot from two weeks ago i've seen him go as high as 21 but as low as 56. now to number 39 and moving up the draft board five spots we've got randall cobb wide receiver out of green bay he was number 44 two weeks ago i've seen him go inside the top 30 so right at the tail end of the third round but I've seen him dip as low as 59 I think Cobb's gonna have a heck of a season I've got him at number 39 taking him comfortably at the end of the fourth round along with Julian Edelman now Edelman has actually slid down two spots from two weeks ago he was number 38 I've seen him go as high as 30, again, like Randall Cobb, but I've also seen him slide as low as 60. So Cobb maybe with an ever so slightly higher floor between the two of them, but I like Julian Edelman at number 40 right at the tail end. Of round four. Moving up a couple of spots from two weeks ago, Jarvis Landry at number 41. He was number 43 two weeks ago. Jarvis Landry is a PPR monster. So if you are in a PPR league, target Jarvis Landry and target him sooner than this because I have seen him go as high as 26. So right at the tail end of the third round, but I've got him here right at the beginning of round five because I have seen him slide as low as 60. Outside of that top 50 bubble. But I got Jarvis Landry at 41. But if you're PPR, target him sooner than that. Doug Baldwin moving up our draft board here, three spots to number 42. I had him at 45 two weeks ago. I still think he's touchdown dependent. I still don't think he's going to put up the kind of PPR numbers or yardage numbers of some of the guys in front of him or even some of the guys behind him, but If he gets those touchdowns, man, he's going to be valuable. I've seen him go as high as 31, but he has slid as low as 58. I've got Doug Baldwin at number 42. Now we come to number 43 and the biggest mover, the biggest upward mover on our list of this top 50 from two weeks ago. That is Latavius Murray running back for the Oakland Raiders. Now, two weeks ago, I had him outside the top 50, At number 51, he has shot up eight spots to number 43. Now, I've seen him go as high as 34 in certain mocks, but he's going somewhere in that 30 range, 34, 36, 37, 39. He's going in that area. He has slid as low as 58, so there is a a worry there. But honestly, Latavius Murray, he's the guy that's really been moving up the board inside that top 50, now very comfortably at number 43. Target him in the fifth round. You should be able to grab him. Latavius Murray, a great option for you at RB2 couple of players moving down the draft board here, three spots apiece. We got Russell Wilson at number 44, quarterback for the Seahawks, and we've got Eric Decker, wide receiver, at number 45. They have each moved down three spots from two weeks ago. Wilson was at 41, and Decker was at 42. Now, Russell Wilson, I've seen him go as high as number 30, right at the tail end of the third round there. Decker, I've only seen go as high as 35, so middle of the fourth. Russell Wilson has slid as low as number 62 in certain mocks. And Eric Decker, notably, has fallen as low as 74, and that is almost as low as we've seen someone slide from inside our top 50. I say almost, more to come. But he has slid as low as 74, so the middle of round eight. So you can really hold off on Eric Decker if you want to. If you desperately need to grab a wide receiver, he's probably going to be there for you somewhere in the middle of the fifth round, middle, late fifth round, maybe even early sixth. But I've got Eric Decker at number 45. Now we have the biggest loser, unfortunately, inside the top 50, and it pains me to say that because he's a guy that I typically have been targeting in my drafts. It's Greg Olson, tight end for the Carolina Panthers, just because he's got so much, he's got such a rapport with Cam Newton, and Cam Newton is looking for him so much, but he's slid all the way down to number 46. He was number 40 two weeks ago, so he's dropped six spots He's gone as high as 34, so he has gone as high as the middle of the fourth round in 10-team league drafts, but I have seen him slide as low as middle of the seventh round at number 66. I like Greg Olson right here, mid-fifth round, number 46, as your tight end number one. And not a ton of movement here at the tail end of the top 50. We've got Jonathan Stewart at number 47. That's exactly what he was two weeks ago. I've seen him go as high as 33, but as low as right at the tail end of the seventh round at number 69. But I've got Jonathan Stewart at 47. I've got Golden Tate at number 48. He is up one spot from two weeks ago when he was at 49. I've seen Tate go as high as 36, but as low as 75. And that's as low as any player inside the top 50. Of my top 50 has slid in a mock draft number 75 for golden tate but he's going much earlier than that especially if you're ppr kind of a jarvis landry type of guy grab him as quickly as you possibly can i've got golden tate at number 48 number 49 i've got demarco murray who moved up one spot from two weeks ago where he was right on the cut line at number 50. DeMarco Murray has gone as high as 27, so his ceiling is as high as a guy like Jarvis Landry or Kelvin Benjamin. He's he's up there. the, The ceiling is very high. The floor, however is very low he's got another really talented running back there in tennessee in derrick henry who's going to be looking to take some carries from him i've seen him slide as low as 70 but i've got him at 49 still inside those first five rounds still inside the top 50 and we round out the top 50 with jeremy macklin wide receiver out of kansas city he has dropped two spots from two weeks ago where he was number 48 i have seen him go as high as 35 so middle of the fourth round but he slid as low as 71 as well. But Jeremy Macklin rounds out our top 50. And you'll notice there was only one guy on the do not draft list inside the top 50. That was Le'Veon Bell, and it did come with an asterisk. Now, just like we did two weeks ago, let's talk about some guys that if you wanna reach for them outside of the top 50, and you wanna take them inside the top 50, honestly, can't blame you for doing it. First, we're going to start with a quarterback who has slid down the draft board, falling outside of the top 50. And like I mentioned, there's some really good quarterbacks at the beginning of this kind of chunk here, just outside the top 50. It's Andrew Luck, who I had at number 46 two weeks ago. I've now got him at 51. There's also Drew Brees, who has moved up one spot from 53 to 52. You've also got Ben Roethlisberger, who has held steady At number 54, so if you're looking for a quarterback there in that fifth round and you want to kind of stretch outside the top 50, maybe you don't like Russell Wilson quite as much, there's some good quarterbacks that you can grab there. At running back, just outside the top 50, we're looking at Jeremy Hill, who's actually slid down one spot from two weeks ago. He's now number 53. You're also looking at Ryan Matthews, who has moved, slid down two spots, actually, from two weeks ago. He was 55. He now sits at 57. Also sliding down two spots is Matt Jones from number 58 to number 60. But if you want to stretch, you're looking for some running backs, you got a couple there. Wide receivers, if you're looking for one of those wide receivers, maybe you don't like a Jeremy Macklin or an Eric Aaron Eric Decker, and maybe if they're the best options still available for you, you might want to look at Michael Floyd, who is actually moving up the draft board in a big bad way. He's moved up five spots from number 59 two weeks ago, now up to number 55. You've also got Dante Moncrief, who has moved up one spot from 57 to 56, and you've got Larry Fitzgerald, who has slid two spots from 56 to 58. If you're looking for a tight end in that area, maybe you don't like Greg Olson, you're one of the the adamant Greg Olson haters, and you missed out on Jordan Reed, you can't go wrong taking Delaney Walker. He's moved up two spots on my board from number 61 two weeks ago up to number 59. As was the case last week, my entire 150 plus player big board is going to be available on the NFL YouTube Prognosticators facebook page the link for that is in the description below or go to facebook up in the search bar and search nfl youtube prognosticators join the group talk with a bunch of other of your favorite youtube prognosticators soundcloud and itunes prognosticators like myself you can speak with a bunch of them there talk football all season long but my full 150 plus player big board is going to be available on the facebook page But let's take a look at some of the other real movers and shakers here outside of that top 60, I guess, basically, since we talked about 50 plus 10. And let's talk about the other players that are on my do not draft list, because there are a few of them coming out of the gate here again some movers and shakers Kobe Fleener is moving up the draft board in a big bad way he is up 11 spots from two weeks ago he was number 76 on my board two weeks ago he is now number 65 Kobe Fleener I think is going to have a monster season in New Orleans you can do a lot worse than grabbing him as your tight end one you also got Arian Foster who is up a full 50 spots, since he looks like he's going to be a feature back there in Miami, I think he's going to do really, really well, Uh, even with J.A.J.E. behind him. Arian Foster's moved up a full 50 spots, as I mentioned, on my board, from number 124 all the way up to number 74. He is going earlier than that. He's going comfortably inside the seventh round, so you're going to have to grab him earlier than 74, but that's where I've got him ranked. Let's see. We got Danny Woodhead is moving up the board as well from 85 to 79. Got Deshaun Jackson has taken a bit of a fall from 74 down to number 81. Rashad Jennings is moving up the board up eight spots from number 92 to number 84. Tyler Eifert is a tight end who is taking a big fall on my board. Two weeks ago, he was number 68. He's now all the way down to number 85. Continuing, we got four players here making a big move up the board. Sterling Shepard out of New York for the football Giants was number 101 two weeks ago, is now inside the top 100 at number 90. You've also got D'Angelo Williams, who was right behind Shepard two weeks ago at 102, who is still right behind Shepard now at number 91. You've also got Gary Barnage. I think his draft position is benefiting a little bit from all this Ladarius Green injury news, but he was number 116. He's all the way up to number 93. He has moved up 23 spots in two weeks. Gary Barnage, a borderline tight end one, but you could do worse. You've also got Josh Gordon, who is up a full. Let's see, it's 33 spots for Josh Gordon was number 127 two weeks ago he is now number 94 on my board taking a bit of a fall we got tj yeldon he was 87 he is now down to number 95 tavon austin taking up some of those spots from number 106 he is up seven spots to number 99 just inside the top 100 some more big droppers justin Forsett. set je is taking a fall Corey Coleman, Derek Henry, Marcus Wheaton, they're all down as well. Tony Romo is moving down the board. Charles Sims, Derek Carr, Ladarius Green obviously moving down the board quite a bit. Uh, Laquan Treadwell is moving down. Steve Smith Sr. is moving down, obviously with the injury news. Philip Dorsett is on his way down. Dorial Green-Beckham, even after the trade, is still almost fantasy non-relevant, which I found rather interesting. Marcus Mariota is moving down. CJ Proce out of Seattle. He's moving down. But let's also talk about the guys who are moving up from outside the top 100 guys that are moving up we're looking at antonio gates he's almost inside the top 100 tory smith is moving up the board travis benjamin is moving up as is tyrod taylor who i mentioned earlier i will only take slight credit for that kirk cousins is moving up the board we're looking at jimmy graham who's moving up as well as jason witten there's some tight ends on the move Devin Funchess has taken a big rise. There's all kinds of movement from two weeks ago. You can see all of it by getting my full 150-plus player fantasy football big board on the NFL YouTube Prognosticator's Facebook page and other players besides Le'Veon Bell sitting on the do not draft list, here we go. I'm gonna tell you, do not draft Dion Lewis. Let him hit the free agent market. He just had knee surgery again. He's gonna be out another eight to 10 weeks. So let him slide, let him hit the free agent market, and once it gets closer, right around like week four or something, try to target him and pick him up as an ad. It's not worth using a draft spot on Deion Lewis. There are much more talented running backs who are going to give you a full season's worth of work, or at least close to a full season's worth of work. It doesn't make any sense to me to draft Deion Lewis. Also, I'm going to tell you not to draft Tom Brady, although that comes with a pretty big asterisk. I'm saying don't draft Tom Brady as your QB1 because you're going to have to grab another quarterback pretty well right away and by that time guys like Carson Palmer are going to be gone you're going to be looking at maybe Eli Manning Eli may still be there at 77 like I've got Brady at number 70 he's not worth drafting there because he's not going to be your QB one until starting in week five or week six so I'm going to say don't draft him unless he's going to be your qb2 and at that point then you can turn around trade the guy that you drafted as your qb1 and hold on to tom brady because i think he's going to put up big numbers for the rest of the season once he gets back in so that's a nice little trade piece for you so do not draft him if you're drafting him as your qb1 i'm also going to tell you do not draft tyler eifert And again, that's another asterisk. That's only if you're choosing to draft him as your tight end one. Do not do it. Look for another option. Then grab Tyler Eifert on the back end as your tight end number two. Now, a couple of firm do-not drafts. We're looking, obviously, at Ladarius Green because we don't know what the hell is going on. We have no idea what's going on with that situation. Does he have headaches? Does he not have headaches? Does he have post-concussion syndrome? Does he not have post-concussion syndrome? Is his ankle hurt? Is his ankle not hurt? We don't know because everyone is saying something different. So just stay away from it. There are great tight end options for you that come after where I currently have Ladarius Green ranked, which is number 117. You're looking at Jimmy Graham. You're looking at Jason Witten. Even Martellus Bennett, I think, is going to get a lot of work in that Patriots offense. But you're also looking at Dwayne Allen or Zach Miller, guys who are starters on their team. Even Austin Safarian Jenkins at this point. I would draft before I would even think about drafting Ladarius Green until we know what the deal is. Let him slide, let him hit the free agent market, or let some other manager who's auto-picking end up picking him up and probably end up dropping him right away as soon as they see that he's on the pup list and is likely to start the season on the pup list so let another manager grab ladarius green make it their problem and then once they get frustrated and drop him if he starts playing then you can swoop in and grab him and he'll be a great value off the free agent market i'm also going to tell you not to draft steve smith senior i think he's going to have a good season but there's too many question marks for me and wide receiver is so deep that i don't think it's worth it to draft steve smith Matter of fact, I would rather draft Kamar Aiken, who is only going just a couple of spaces below Steve Smith on my rankings. Smith is at 126, Aiken's at 132. I'd rather you grab Kamar Aiken, because I think he's going to give you a full season and Steve Smith, too many question marks with the Achilles injury and his age and trying to get back into the swing of things. I'm going to tell you, do not draft Steve Smith couple of other easy ones here do not draft carlos williams because he has been cut he's currently a free agent chances are he'll probably sign with someone new england may even sign him there are some whispers there about them signing him as a stopgap for the fact that they've lost deon lewis i don't expect that to happen but it is entirely possible that it could but do not draft carlos williams and do not draft eric ebron out of detroit I just think there's too many question marks there again, and tight end is deep enough that you don't have to take him. So I'm going to tell you, do not draft Eric Ebron. That is the first ever Bridgewater's Finest do not draft list for the 2016 season. It includes Le'Veon Bell, but with an asterisk. It includes Deion Lewis, includes Tom Brady with an asterisk, Tyler Eifert with an asterisk. It includes Ladarius Green, Steve Smith Sr., carlos williams and eric ebron do not draft those players unless i've told you otherwise now let's do our business and let's get you out of here on this beautiful tuesday morning i did two more public league fantasy drafts in the interim in the last two weeks uh they're standard scoring public leagues just just some 10 team leagues just to get you can play as many as eight on yahoo so i'm like what the hell let's play all eight so i've drafted two more here are some highlights from one league, drafted number six overall, took Adrian Peterson at number six. Uh, Antonio Brown went number one overall in both of these leagues, obviously. Adrian Peterson, I paired with Doug Martin at number 26 overall. Drew Brees got him at quarterback at number 35, was very happy with that. What I like about both of these teams actually is the last four picks and i was taking a specific strategy in drafting these two teams which is basically my last four picks was my backup tight end backup quarterback starting defense starting kicker i left defense and kicker as you should as well if you're in a 10 team league leave defense and kicker to the very end of your draft because you can still get a ton of value in rounds 14 and 15. So my last four picks in this first league, Tyler Eifert at number 115 as my backup tight end is huge value. Eifert's going to miss the first little bit of the season, I believe. But once he comes back, he can start putting up tight end one numbers. There's a piece of trade uh, trade bait for me basically to improve somewhere else in the team. So Eifert number 115 I thought was great value. I grabbed Derek Carr as my backup quarterback at 126. I think that's some excellent value as well. Managed to grab Pittsburgh's starting defense at number 135. I'm very comfortable with that. And in both leagues, after pick number 145, so it's the last five picks in the draft, I managed to grab Matt Bryant as my starting kicker out of Atlanta, Atlanta could be deceptively good on offense which means a good season for Matt Bryant so I was able to grab him in both leagues but in this one league in particular my projection I'm projected to finish nine and five so it's a bit of a tougher league but that will give me the number three overall seed heading into the fantasy football playoffs. In the second league, the other draft that I did, I drafted number nine overall, and I grabbed DeAndre Hopkins at number nine. Again, Antonio Brown goes number one. In terms of my wide receivers, I paired DeAndre Hopkins with Sammy Watkins at number 32, and Emmanuel Sanders, who fell to me all the way at number 72. So I was very happy to grab Sanders there at 72. He should still get quite a few targets and receptions this year. Quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, I grabbed him in the beginning of the sixth round at number 52, and again, last four picks, backup tight end, backup quarterback, starting defense, starting kicker, grabbed Zach Ertz at number 112, Matt Stafford at number 129, I had to settle for Cincinnati's defense at number 132 as my starting defense, and again, got Matt Bryant at number 149, second to last pick in the draft in that league i'm projected to go 11 and 3 and finish as the number one seed so i'm extremely happy about that going to be doing more leagues more drafts we're going to talk about a couple more of them next week that's basically going to do it folks for part three of episode zero again soundcloud if you're on the app bridgewater's finest search that up if you're on the web soundcloud.com bridgewater's finest Get the podcast version of the show. Take it with you wherever you go. If you're an iTunes kid, search Bridgewater's Finest on iTunes. Got a couple of iTunes subscribers now. Private Pick'em and ATS Private Pick'em. Again, football.fantasy sports.yahoo.com slash pick'em slash register slash join group that information is in the description below on the youtube video as well as i believe in the descriptions of soundcloud and itunes the private pick'em the group id is 3343 the password is 123456789 if you want to join the ATS pickem against the spread it's 3451 as the group id the password is the same 123456789 currently we have 14 in the uh, straight up pickem we have 9 in the ATS pickem so growth has slowed there for sure i want to get you guys in the private pickem in the ATS pick 'em. Make sure you get joined up. It starts at week one, it goes all the way through the playoffs. We always have a lot of fun. That's it for me, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter. Part three of episode zero is in the books. And next week, we're going to project the NFC. See you then.